I got you a great gig, Tom. It's yours for the taking. You don't even have to audition. Tom Lewis lay in his preferred prone position on his agent's worn black leather couch, where over the last six months he regularly flopped down and despaired about the unfairness of being an unemployed actor of such high caliber. He lifted the red velvet cushion that he'd pressed over his face to block out the sound of yet another complaint from his agent, usually along the lines of, You know if you really want to get back out there, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. But no. Tom was pretty sure he'd just heard his agent say he'd got him... A job? Tom sat up, swung his legs off the couch and stared at his agent with an expression of disbelief on his face. He hadn't worked since an expose in the British tabloids about his shocking, sordid, gay sexploits months before. Tom Lewis was considered a pin-up for homemakers the length and breadth of the British Isles, and he also had an enthusiastic American fanbase too. The 45-year-old actor was the epitome of tall, dark and handsome, with swarthy looks, wavy raven hair to his jawline, and eyes so dark brown they appeared black. In the days before the expose, a topless shot of Tom could send his fans, who gave themselves the moniker Tomcats, into a hormonal Twitter frenzy. But no matter how straight Tom presented, privately he was 110% gay, and believed that the only people who needed to know that fact were the men he wanted to sleep with. It was no one else's business, and so rightly, Tom was appalled at being outed, and alarmed by the vitriol of women online who were devastated that their fantasy man loved cock. Tom's preference was for younger men, so what if he was on Grinder? Just because he was a well-known actor, it didn't mean he wasn't entitled to a private life. Therefore, Tom had enjoyed his private life, hooking up whenever he could fit cock into his busy schedule. Tom now knew he'd been deluding himself. After all, with such a well-known face, it was only a matter of time before one of his sexual partners recognized him. And so it came to pass. Tom had been chatting online with a hot young thing named Devin and later enjoyed an evening of very kinky sex with the twenty-year-old he'd met via the dating site. But it turned out that Devon was a trainee reporter for The Scum, or The Mail. Tom couldn't remember which tabloid. It didn't matter anyway. Tom narrowed his eyes and considered his agent with consternation. Jesus, Derek, you could have said earlier and stopped me from whinging on and on for the past thirty minutes, he said. Come on, what's the gig? Spill! Tom urged, suddenly hopeful, maybe even excited. Tom's theatrical agent was Derek Bates, whom Tom had privately nicknamed The Master, for obvious reasons. He sat behind a desk piled so high with paperwork that Tom was surprised it didn't collapse under the weight. Derek was connected, and he was old school, meaning he wasn't one for tablet computers, PDF files, and newfangled script software. No siree. Derek wanted paper copies of all scripts his clientele were considered for. In triplicate. Luckily, Derek's secretary, Arnold, was a computer whiz and would get him out of any technical issues that were beyond him, like turning on the desktop computer. Derek was in his late fifties, ruddy-faced and sporting a blonde wig that a certain horrible U.S. president would probably arm-wrestle him for. He had the body of a man who'd enjoyed far too many rich lunches on expenses and spent too much time on his ass behind a desk. Derek met Tom's keen gaze. I got you a sweet deal under the circumstances. Five weeks at three thousand per week. There'll be two weeks rehearsal at two grand a week, too, Derek explained. They were delighted at the chance to have the man who played the famous Detective Fox on their team. Tom's eyes widened at the thought of that kind of money. It was a decent salary 
and with the offers drying up after the social media furor from the tabloid stories, it would be very welcome. His credit cards were maxed out, and he'd been considering selling his Chelsea Riverside apartment to make ends meet. Tom stared at his agent and noticed the shifty look in his eyes. Suddenly he felt uneasy. Who would want him so badly without an audition? What the hell was this gig? Look, I've told you a million times, I am not doing panto. Tom scowled. Would I do that to you, would I? Derek simpered, sounding wounded. There was a lull for a moment while both men eyed one another suspiciously, before Derek said, I'll have you know that I believe panto is a wonderful British tradition, but it's not a pantomime, okay? Jesus, just tell me. Is it a sitcom or a movie?